Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm Sal Interdonado. The Black Knight Nation podcast is sponsored by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a world-class consulting firm that trains employees in sports psychology secrets that drastically improve work performance. Founder Dr. Joe Ross is retired Army. He played fullback at Army. He also was an assistant coach at Army. Um, and he puts that experience to use for his clients. We thank Cairo Echelon for sponsoring this podcast. And tonight we have a special guest, Jordan Blackman. Jordan, thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. No problem. We, we've been wanting to do this for a while now. And I'm happy to have you on and um, just wanted to talk to you about your journey to West Point, what life was like at West Point, and now what you're doing after uh, West Point. You have a pretty unique story. And uh, uh, th- thanks for us. Uh, appreciate you sharing um tonight yes sir absolutely so uh beginning in my junior year of high school at saint genevieve in uh panorama city california actually had the opportunity to um, have a meeting with coach saturnio and i remember him being in the conference room and i got a chance to hear his presentation about west point it was my first time actually hearing about the institution and didn't really have much experience, don't come from a military family. And so uh, it was just a new opportunity, honestly. And looking back at it now, it was uh, it was definitely, West Point was definitely where I was supposed to be. And um, now that I look back, I, I'm just grateful for the relationship I built with Coach Saturnio. And um, I think that just reflecting on it, I think that he he definitely had a huge influence on my decision to go to West Point and to be a member of the Army football team and just help me stick through it or stick with it while I was attending the institution. And I'm very glad. And uh, he the scholarship offer came in August, actually around this time of my going into my senior year of high school. So a few months after he had initially came and met with me at the school. And I thought that was very unique. Uh, We spoke a lot and it was just about building a relationship. And I can tell that it was very genuine. And I think that that's one of the the beautiful things about football is family and just the, the team culture that was built. And I think that over time, that relationship just continued continue to grow, and I see him more as a father figure than anything. And uh, throughout the recruiting process, um, it was more than just football. We spoke a lot about just the things that I wanted to achieve and everything that um, I was looking forward to with my family. And I think that uh, it was a decision that was good for me beyond just football, and it was something that I could help set a foundation for my family in the future moving forward. And I think that Coach Eternio saw that and I, I wanted to be more than a football player. I wanted to lead on a bigger stage with people that were gonna push me to be my best. And I thought that West Point was the best institution for that, uh, for me to set the example for my own family and to essentially just um, pave the way for uh, young men and women from my community We actually just had a young man from my high school, uh, Camden McWright, who just got offered by Army, by Coast Attorney at my high school, great young man. And things like that are the reason why I'm I'm glad I took the route that I did, because I just want other kids to know that 
they they can achieve whatever it is that they want. And I think that that's what my story, my entire life story has shown. And getting to West Point, um, I committed on January, I believe it was January 17th of 2017. Uh, Coach Eternio came to my house. We had dinner. Uh, we prayed together. And upon like speaking to my mother, it was it, it just kind of felt like home away from home. And so I made the decision to verbally commit and I announced it on January 21st, the day after my mother's birthday. Um, and I received my letter of appointment actually at a visit to West Point in March. And I believe that I, I accepted it. If I remember correctly, it was March 25th of 2017. Um, very very specific because they were just very um, big moments in my life for me and my mother and she was there on the trip and I got a chance to see the football facility as well and I think it just all came together really nicely and uh, getting to West Point getting acclimated to military culture and just the, the new lifestyle was a challenge for me and uh, there are a lot of resources that helped me overcome that especially my teammates I think more than anything that's what keeps you together and uh, as you go, and I think that's what makes Army football so special is the brotherhood isn't just something that you just talk about. It's not something that we just post on social media or anything. It, it goes beyond all of that. And it's we have each other's backs and we go through a lot of adversity together that um, most students probably don't. And so uh, I think that just makes us stronger. And uh, my journey throughout was... Um, it was it was good. I, I had a lot of great experiences. I was a part of the, the leadership, ethics and diversity in STEM program, uh, out doing outreach trips to Los Angeles back in my hometown. And I think that that was that was a, a big moment for me being able to represent the football team um, to that magnitude up to the point where my senior year, I was actually the cadet in charge and I was able to allow some of my other teammates to also be a part of the program. And that outreach workshop, just giving back and expanding Army football's horizons and ultimately just branching out to the communities outside and uh, trying to spread like the culture that we have within the team to others. And I, I think that it resonated well. And I'm, I'm really excited because I know that we have a lot of great young leaders on the team now that are going to continue to carry the momentum of the legacy that um, my teammates and I left. So. I definitely know that the team is in good hands with everyone that's there right now. And I'm just, I'm really looking forward to seeing their growth in, in this upcoming season. And um, right now, currently I'm here stationed at Fort Benning in Georgia. Um, I commissioned as a second Lieutenant, of course, and I am in the armor branch currently, and this is my branch detail, and I will be a military intelligence officer and at some point. And um, I think that a lot of the lessons that I learned and everything that the knowledge I acquired from football, um, school, and just all the opportunities that I had at West Point kind of culminated and just came into this opportunity now. And I'm, I'm looking forward to see what the future has. And uh still have aspirations to, to play football. And um, that would be something amazing if I could play at the next level. However, I am focused 
on the, the task at hand right now, which is just developing myself as an officer in the Army. And I'm excited to see where that takes me. And uh, I think that just looking back on my time at West Point, uh, there were a lot of great memories on and off the field, and particularly in my senior year, which was, a, I think, a very storybook year for all of us. And it was unprecedented. Uh, we went through a lot together and we overcame it. And I think we just we got back on the right track and we uh, we were able to have another successful season. And I know that uh, the team now is just going to continue to carry that momentum with the, the young leaders that they have. You know, Jordan, I remember talking to you, I believe, that a night before our day, your freshman year, or maybe like a couple nights before our day, talking to you on the phone and writing a story about you. Man, exactly. time fl- time flies, right? Um, can, can, can you can you t- talk to us a little bit about kind of where you came from and like why your story maybe is, is so special with West Point? Because I know that when we talked the first time we talked, I was like, wow, it's it just a, just an amazing like story that from where you came from and now where you are now? Yes, sir. Uh, I grew up in uh, Los Angeles, California, and um, I was raised in uh, South Central Los Angeles, California. We moved around Los Angeles quite a bit. Um, and around the age of nine, I'd say, uh, my family and I uh, fell on some hardships and uh, we moved around a lot until we were able to find a new home when I was in 10th grade. And it was during that time and period where my mother taught me to take public transportation and um, just seeing her and how strong she was for my brothers and I, I'm the third of four. And um, I think she just set a great example for us and she's a very strong woman. And I'm just grateful for everything that she's done for me um, as a role model and uh, just grateful uh, for her and the example that she set and she was always she was always so um, focused and driven in making sure that we were the same. And uh, I think that that's honestly what fueled um, my journey through. And uh, so we got settled in Lakeview Terrace, California, which is uh, like still in Los Angeles County, um, a little bit more north. And I think that it's. It, it was a, a blessing um, just being able to have that experience and being able to share my story with other people and knowing that uh, we always had a lot of family and uh, certain support that we had to help us through that time. But I, I really just admire my mother and my grandmother for a period of time who I, I spent some time with during the course of that, that, um, that period of my life and just two very strong women that, helped me become the young man that I am. And I think that for me, it was always, I I wanted to make them proud in the things that I did and just everything that I pursued and just to pursue with excellence and to continue to just be the best version of myself that I could be, Um, whether that be in high school. I I was really, I really worked hard. I was fortunate enough to be the, the class's student body president um, I graduated valedictorian with a with a 4.83 GPA, and I was fortunate enough to be a captain of the football team and the track team. And I think that all of those things came together nicely for me. And um, I ended up at West Point, and I was able to definitely grow in my understanding of the game of football and how team oriented it is. I think that's the biggest thing 
the most humbling thing I took away from the Army football experience is being a part of something truly bigger than yourself. Because when you play at the Division One level, it's it's challenging. Um, I, of course, I came in a little bit younger and a little bit smaller, and I needed to physically develop. I was also came in at a, as an I recruited as an athlete, and uh, I know remember when we spoke originally, I was talking about playing corner. And of course, I played offense all four years, uh, slot back and receiver, and went back and forth between the two positions and a little bit of special teams as well. And I think the biggest thing for me was just finding a way to contribute and to be ready when your number is called and make the most of your opportunities. And um, while it may not always be everything you envision, um, there's a, a reason why your journey is the way it is. And I'm grateful that it went that way. And uh, I think that just bringing it all together, I think that my journey as a young man and being able to overcome some of the hardships that I did and being able to stay focused and to be grounded, um, thanks to my parents and uh, just the lessons that I learned, um, specifically my mom and um, just having my brothers, my two older brothers, my younger brother, and just always having that support network around me support at my, my games in high school and whatever I was competing in and um, being able to even see my dad in the stands and uh, just always having someone there to push me when I was in high school. And I think that um, for me, I look back on it and I, I'm just very grateful for everyone that was a part of that because the love and support um, continues and it, it didn't just stop there. And so I'm grateful for that and uh, really just thankful that um, my mom, I I speak about her a lot because she really means a lot to me. And uh, she really was superwoman for her four boys and always figuring it out, doing what she had to do for us. And I'm just very grateful for that. And I think she's the one who really set the foundation for me and uh, showing us the way um, with uh, limited amount of help resources. And she always, we always had what we needed and, uh, I think that that was the best thing about it. She never complained and she was always there for us. And uh, we always had what we needed and we never um, went without, even through our hardships. Um, I I think we were always taken care of as best as we could. And so I I think that set me up to be mentally strong because of course, everyone knows that West Point is, it's tough. It's, It's not easy. And I think that, Ultimately, what you get at West Point is it, it, it exposes what you're not good at. Um, I fell on a lot of hardship at West Point. I questioned whether it was for me, Division One football, all of that stuff. And I think what my life before, if it taught me anything, it was to keep going and uh, to never quit, no matter what circumstances I was faced with. And I, I think that just for me, it was something that I had to see through and I had to make sure that no matter where my journey took me, whether it was everything I I wished it would be or it wasn't, that I had to keep going and to take advantage of every opportunity and to give back and share my story and my message with my teammates and all the young players and young men and women that are coming after me now that'll be cadets and uh, second lieutenants in the future. And so I think that that's what makes my journey unique is that maybe not everything um, went as planned 
or maybe everything wasn't um, what I envisioned. However, it happened how it was supposed to. And I think that there's a lesson to be learned and just continuing to grow and uh, being thankful for every opportunity that came my way. And honestly, I'm just grateful for uh, my background and the things that I had to endure when I was younger because it, it helped make me who I am today. Yeah, we were talking before the podcast a little bit about you were talking about getting your message out to the younger players when you were on the team. And and one of those players is somebody that I just wrote about uh, today on our website, Brahim Murphy. And Brahim's now a junior slot back. And just talking to Brahim for, um, you know, seven or eight minutes uh, last the other day, you could just tell. I mean, there's just the, the maturity. Right. And you and you found this out. Jordan, when you get at West Point, and especially, like you said, you're a young freshman, when you get to West Point, um, the, the first couple of years are tough. But then you know, when you get to that junior year and you and you make that commitment for two years or more, um, you know, it, it, you, you grow up fast there, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, growing up fast, that's definitely the best way to put it. And I know that players like Brahim, uh, just a great – a very focused young man, even as a young player, when he when he stepped into the room, he had so much confidence and uh, knowing his story and where he came from. There's so many players on our team that have amazing stories of where they came from. And uh, it's great to hear those different perspectives and to see what everyone overcame, because then you see that you're not alone. And I think it's a beautiful thing because that's what makes the team so unique is that we all have a story, but at the end of the day, we all come together. We share that hardship with each other every summer. Um, we're all, we all share our stories with each other and we get to know each other. Even our very, we have a very large team compared to most programs. And even then it doesn't stop us. We're probably more the closest team in the country, honestly. And those bonds go beyond just your time as a player. Even now, the, the people that I'm associated with here, I have teammates here where I'm at currently that I, I'm connected to. And I think that that's just amazing that that network continues to extend. And, yeah, I, I think that, honestly, the biggest thing is just always remembering that you have family and that no matter what hardships you endure, like someone's always been through it. I remember when I came in, I was 17, about 163 pounds, I think. I gained over, I probably gained about 30 pounds over the course of that time. And I, it took me a lot of time to develop as a player. And I think that I always just had someone there, a mentor, the Kel Walkers, Jordan Asbury, John Trainer. There's just so many players, Chris Gregg, Glenn Coates. And there's just, I could go on and on about the different players that, had an impact on me and that helped me develop, whether it be physically, like we have great strength coaches. Coach Hughes is amazing. There's the energy he brings and how genuine he is and how much he cares for his players. It's amazing. There's just so many coaches and players and staff members that go, maybe not, people don't really hear about them a lot, but there's a lot that makes Army football work. And it's, it's really a family and everyone knows everyone. And I could probably sit here all night and just name everyone that's a part of this program. And it's, it's really insane just how many great teammates that I have. And I say have, and I don't say, I don't use had as past tense because that's something that's forever to me. And um, I'm, I'm just so excited about 
the future of where the team is going and that I had a, a chance to be a part of it, whether that was the success um, I had on the field um, or leadership council or um, against all enemies panel. And I think that there's just so many beautiful things about the team that um, are just continuing to grow. And I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Yeah, I totally agree with you about everybody has their own story. I think that's what made it unique to cover the football team, right? I, I, every every single player has a reason why they went to West Point or chose West Point. And some stories are a little bit more detailed and some had a little bit more hurdles than others. But, I mean, you're absolutely right with that. And I just think that, you know, when you can get a bunch of guys that are kind of like-minded and have the same goals together, we see the results like last year were – things were, you know, uh, things were day-to-day pretty much on games, and you guys were still able to pull out, uh, get nine wins out of the schedule. But I think more to get – more importantly, that bond probably even got stronger with the brotherhood during that time, right, Jordan? Yes, sir. I, I agree. There was a, a lot going on in our country, and it was a, an opportunity for us to talk during the summer when we came back and navigating COVID and – social unrest in our country and just so many different things that we had the opportunity as young leaders to speak about and to hear different perspectives of our teammates, no matter what your background was. And I think that that's what made us the strongest. And um, we just had so many great young men who stepped up and leaders that we have there now. Um, I know while we were there, Joe Stevenson and um, AJ Howard, who's still there, Marquel Broughton. I believe I saw his mom pop up on the, uh, I believe I saw some comments pop up there and uh, just some great young men that we have leading the team right now that have great stories. And uh, I, like you said, that's what helped bring us together is that no matter what the hardship was, we, uh, <laughs> Hey mom. <laughs> and uh, I think that that's ultimately what continued to allow the culture to grow. And it was, it was more than football. Like, yes, we went nine and three. We, we won the CIC again and we did all the things we were supposed to do on the field. But I think the biggest thing about this past season that was the most special was the leadership and the accountability that we had. Um, No matter win or lose, we were always back to work and our coaches never, you know, there was never any sense of, or a loss of any confidence throughout the season, regardless of what the scoreboard show, what the scoreboard showed at the end of a game. It was more about being the best team that we could be, not so much about who we were playing against. And I think that's important to understand because our coaches always talk about standards and making sure that those things don't slip ever. And in order for that to happen, you have to focus internally and you have to make sure that you're driven in that way I think that all the things that were going going on around our team actually brought us closer together. And we had some great leadership in those in those conversations. Coach VD, Coach Attorney, Coach Dixon and multitude of coaches and um, Coach Munkin bringing um, everything together. And I think that there was a, a lot of lessons to be learned throughout that time. And I'm just grateful for all the things that happened and it it was tough you know it was a it was a lot of hardship and uh, we endured a lot uh, just 
unforeseen things, moving around a lot and doing whatever we needed to do to to make sure that we can compete. And we did. And we did it to the best of our ability. And I, I think that those results show ultimately. And looking back, just grateful for that journey. And I think that um, moving forward, there's a, a lot of amazing things that I know that are on the horizon for the team on and off the field for this season. And um, I, I, yeah, I just can't be grateful enough for that experience, no matter what hardship I endured or anything on and off the field. I ultimately took the lessons that I needed from the game of football and that experience as a whole. And I just now have a family forever, you know, that's bigger than the sport itself. No doubt. Um, can you talk about what it was like to be um, uh, put on the shoulder of your teammates after you scored that your, your touchdown against Mercer? Because that was, I mean, that was an incredible moment for you, I'm sure. And just for people that have followed the program to see, you know, a senior who had paid, put in the work to get to get a moment like that and to the love from his teammates that he received. Yes, sir. Um, so that moment was it happened really fast, honestly. Um, when the play was called in, I was just like, oh, okay, so I, I know I know the ball is coming to me because, you know, oftentimes we run the option, so, you you know, there's – but I knew in that time I was like, okay, well, they're putting the ball in my hands. I have to make a play. But um, everyone sees the touchdown and me on everyone's shoulders, but that play was really the effort of every single individual out there just going back and watching it and seeing – how many blocks were made? Justin Lescaflair on the front side, uh, making that cut block, and Cam Holloway out there, and just there was Lyman just getting after it, and um, Maurice Ballon just uh, the perfect toss, and it all kind of just came together uh, gracefully, honestly, and uh, it kind of was a blur. Like before, I couldn't even get up. Like I looking back, it looks like I stood up, but like I was on the ground. And I was lifted up off the ground and I was literally just trying to hand the ball to the referee. And then I feel myself, I'm, I'm, all my teammates are grabbing me and they, they left the sideline. They cleared the sideline. I'm surprised we didn't get a, a flag or anything, but um, I think that moment was more just about our team and what we stand for. And I was fortunate enough to be on the receiving end of all that love, but yeah, there was just so many great parts about that play that I think make it special. And it's always going to be something very memorable for me. And, uh, yeah, just the journey that I had as a player, um, being a bit undersized and being on the scout team for my first two years. And then junior year, um, getting a grade two MCL sprain and the role that I was coming into, I had to kind of take a step back again and just find new ways to help the team. And then senior year, I was finally able to take a little bit of a bigger step and just do the best in the role that I had and uh, make plays when I got the opportunity. And, and, you know, the opportunities are, they're not, there's not a lot, but I know that I think that's what makes our players special is that when the opportunities present themselves, no matter what your role is, Army football players step up and make plays. And I, I think that's what separates us and uh, is what's going to make this program go to the next level with the, the players that we have now. But, yeah, that moment was very special. And there was so many small parts of that play that just show the culture of our team from the actual execution of the play and the touchdown 
to the celebration and everything that we stand for that happened after. So no doubt. If you're listening right now, uh, live or watching live, if you have a comment, uh, like um, Federica Daniels on the side here, if you have any comments for Jordan or I, please uh, feel free to post them and we'll, we'll talk about them. I got to ask you, what's it like? I don't know if you've ever been in the kind of the middle of it, but when Coach Saturnio gets all the players together and fires them up before kickoff, can you can you give us a little bit of a insight about what what is what that that's like? Yeah, so that that has cultural significance to Coach Saturnio, and uh, it's very special. And uh, I really do wish he was here to uh, just explain that significance to you, um, and just where he's from, and uh, from the the Big Island, and uh, from Hawaii, and I. I think that just for him, what that stands for is he always talks about being warriors. And that's very sacred for our team because it's not just about like us getting together and just making a bunch of noise, but it, it stands for something. And it really means a lot for our team and it's important. And I think it's uh, another part of our culture. And I think that's what makes Coach Saturnio so unique, not just his job as a coach, but the mentorship and the love that he provides to all the players. And you can ask anyone. And Coach Eternio is one of the most beloved coaches I've known from any school that I was ever recruited by in high school or even at the college level and always hearing people speak so highly of him. And, um, yeah, there's nothing like that. It's it's a moment that we all look forward to. And I think it uh, it's just another symbol of confidence. And it's very special to us. And, um, yeah, I can't thank Coach Eternio enough for um, welcoming or, like, just opening up, you know, part of his life and his culture and his background, where he's from and his ancestry and bringing that to our team. And um, we all have just share the utmost respect for him for that. Yeah, um, just I was I remember you posting like right after I guess your West Point graduation or right around it where you have the picture of him recruiting you at your house and you have your picture of you in your officer uniform, a picture of him too. And I mean that just shows like how the closeness of, and the bond that you guys built right in those four years because some guys get you know the the, the, the prep school year, but you you went right into West Point and I'm sure where when times maybe were you know. Were it might have been difficult. He, you knew that he was a guy that you could talk to, right? You knew he was a coach that had your best interests also outside of football, too. Yes, sir. Um, coach Antonio, um, I'm sure everyone knows it. You can see it on his Twitter. Um, he hardly, rarely ever talks about coaching or all that X's and O's. He's always on there giving motivational um, or tweets, or, but speeches and whatnot that have either cultural significance or spiritual significance. And I think that that in itself is just a testament to the type of person he is as a man of faith. And any time things got hard, um, he was always there for me to speak to. Um, Text, call, welcoming me into his home with his family. And I think that just the lessons that he's um, provided me about life and not just football, because there may have been situations where I was struggling um, throughout my career as a cadet or family life at home. But Coach Eternio always steered me in the right direction and always just let me know that, you know, things are going to be OK. And it was nice to have that that type of mentorship, because at this level, you know, college football is, um, you know, a business 
And um, but with Coach Eternio, it's, you know, it's family and it's more than that. And you just, you know, you you just see that, you feel that. And it's just the same genuine connection I felt. And I think that's what made that sharing that picture so unique. If I was like, Coach, we have to retake this picture because that's just how much it meant to me. And it was a, almost what just over a four year difference in those pictures. And um, I think small things like that are just a testament to the relationship that we built and the relationship that we still have. And Coach Eternio speaks to my mom. And um, when we all sat down, the three of us at that table together and we um, broke bread together and talked about my future, it just always, it never just felt like football. It was always family. And even as a player and even now, there was just always that that feeling. And I, yeah, I, it just, I love Coach Saturnio. And I know that anyone who's ever encountered him in their career or their life, he's made some form of an impact on them in some degree, whether it's very small or very big, likely very big. But um, yeah, it's just, it was just amazing to share that moment with him again and uh, with my mom as well. And I, yeah, I, there's nothing like that. That's one of the I have a lot of great coaches in my life, and he's definitely one of those men. I want to talk to you a little bit about now life, a little life after West Point, but maybe also the academic side. You talked about being your class valedictorian, you, it, how important academics were to you uh, growing up. And at West Point, you know, that's the highest that you can one of the highest you can get right, at that level. And just about what. um intelligence, the intelligence officer, right? I mean, what made you maybe look at that branch and what kind of maybe courses did you take that might have steered you that way at West Point? Yes, sir. So uh, it took me a, a minute to to find my way um, in that regard in terms of my major that I studied. I was an engineering psychology major and ultimately at other universities or institutions, that's it's um, human factors engineering is the name of it. And ultimately, it's the bridge between um, human contact and um, technology and how to make technology more user friendly, safe and efficient for people. And I was also on a systems engineering track, which ultimately systems can be applied to anything and just learning the essentially like the organization of systems. And I mean, systems, it it can be broad in any way. And uh, I was fortunate enough my senior year to work with the Army Research Lab for um, my main capstone project about developing human uh, developing a human autonomy team cohesion scale, which is um, a scale that calibrates and measures how you can integrate like robots into a say a, a squad of soldiers, or um, now as an armor officer, um, autonomous tanks or systems that could you know help soldiers. Um, and uh, also during in my systems engineering track, I had the opportunity to work with Lockheed Martin on a project as well. That was really cool. And uh, that was uh, the digital twin. Um, that's a it's, a it's not a new technology. However, it's uh, something that's, um, I think, on the horizon of being something that can be very beneficial for technology in the future. And uh, my other capstone project was... Uh, something regarding key leader engagements virtually. And I was fortunate enough to have my my paper published, my individual paper, and as well as my group paper. 
published and um, for two of those. So um, that was awesome. And uh, ultimately I finished with uh, being a part of three publications and being first author on one publication. And um, I, that was a great accomplishment as an undergrad. And I think my background as a, as a student in high school and um, achieving at the level that I did, thanks to my mother who was definitely very hard on me about academics and making sure that that came first. But it was just always something I was passionate about. And I knew that that always went hand in hand with football. And it was never one or the other, it was both together. And when you get to West Point, you have no choice but to elevate your performance because now being a valedictorian in high school, well, you get to West Point and just about every other student is probably a valedictorian or somewhere close. And so you have to reinvent yourself and find a new way to be unique and to excel at that level because you have to continue to grow and excel wherever you're at. And I think that that's important. And being in an environment where people push you, I think that's uh, all you can ask for because you'll likely rise to that level of the people that you surround yourself with and making sure that you stay prepared and do the right thing and just just earn everything that you that you want and to go for it and to not be limited by any doubt or fear of not accomplishing something and just being willing to you know take those intellectual risks and to you know go big on the project and to give your best effort wherever you could and it, it was it was a great experience. It was it was tough, especially uh, um, my first year, um, especially after football season, second semester. I was a company commander as well. And those three capstone projects, it, it was it was a lot of hard work and it all came together nicely. And I was fortunate enough to to get it all done and to um, I gave the best effort I had. And I just learned a lot. And um, I think more than anything, the lesson to be that I took from that was that I, you know, I could really achieve whatever I put my mind to. And I had great support from my professors, um, the, the scientists that I worked with at the Army Research Lab and um, everyone, the manager, project manager I worked with at Lockheed Martin and just so many instructors that were there for me that that helped guide me through that that process as a, in my academic career at West Point. It seems like the academic part certainly uh, was everything you wanted, right? And in, in, in when you made the decision, you wanted to be challenged and you were challenged. And especially like Jordan, me personally, I coasted through my last semester of college. You know, I, I had my, I could pick whatever I did. I was doing, I was a DJ for credit, I think at, a, at the college radio station. Yeah, I don't know. You're sitting there you, uh, doing a, what, three capstone projects and uh, company commander. Wow. The responsibilities there, right? I mean, certainly toward the end, you didn't coast for sure. Right? <laughs> no, sir. Uh, I think that was another thing too, is just making sure that as a football player or former football player at that point in the second semester, that we also set the example as students and make sure that we, we lead in every aspect that we could and that we show um, just everyone, how important it was to also be a cadet first and a student first, as well as a football player, making sure that the two complemented each other and that one didn't, uh, it wasn't more compensation, it was more complimentary. And I think that, that was important to show. And there is a, a list of uh, players last year that um, 
took lots of leadership roles and that's just something that's going to continue to grow from just so many people taking those uh, those big positions and stepping out of their comfort zone and leading their peers i think peer leadership is the definitely the hardest thing to do and um, just seeing a lot of players on the team step up to that challenge uh, in the core of cadets so it's really exciting to see yeah and this year right you have four captains on army right for the season they're four on defense and people are like asking the defensive guys well how you delegate roles well everybody pretty much has leadership skills at west point right every cadet has leadership skills so you look at the offense right and a couple guys that come to mind right away are tahir tyler and aj howard right i mean those guys being at least i i know for vocal leaders who who can you let us in on the offensive side of the ball that are you know Maybe those leaders, they might not be captains in name, but they're certainly, you know, are lead by example type guys. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of vocal guys who, um, like you said, Tiger Tyler, AJ Howard, uh, one of uh, actually those two young men were actually uh, two of the players that I spoke about that were a part of the, the workshop with me, as well as Cam Holloway, Michael Roberts, and I mean, Jabari Laws. The, I mean, the list, yeah. the list. I mean, there's so many players can't really just pin it down to one. Um, everyone has a certain level of expertise. And even the younger guys, Brahim, Murphy, um, just, I mean, I could go on and on. There's so many players to name that that all have a certain level of expertise or experience that is valuable to their teammates. And it's not, you know, limited to uh, their official title, but the, the, the role that they have, that they play um, in the locker room and behind the scenes, not just out on the field, you know, when things are going well, but when adversity hits, those are the are just a few of the guys that continue to step up. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's awesome to see. Yeah, I think uh, with Coach Munkin, he's always done game captains too. So the senior class gets a chance yeah, if you're in a senior class, sometimes even some under uh, underclassmen get a chance also to be game captains. For did did you get that that chance last year to do that? Oh no, um, it wasn't something I was able to do uh, last okay. year. And uh, I think um, last year, I think it may have been a little different. Um, yeah, but just because of everything that was going on, however, um, it was just a great opportunity for whoever got the chance and. We always, you know, just had the, the most respect for whoever uh, we chose to bring out the black flag or anything yeah. of, of serious uh, magnitude. And uh, as a member of the leadership council, like, I was fortunate enough to uh, be a part of some of the like the decisions or the um, just the process and um, just making sure that those who stepped up and, uh, you know, they got the recognition they deserve and they were able to be another uh, person for young guys to look to um, as a, as a, just a model of inspiration. No doubt. No doubt. So what do you think that you talked a little bit about at the beginning, what do you think the future holds for Jordan Blackman? Uh, one day at a time right now, uh, just making sure that I, I finished the, the armor uh, basic officer leader course right now. And, uh, graduate school in the near future and uh, uh, not ruling out the possibility of maybe playing football again at the next level. It's always been an aspiration of mine since I was a child. And 
you know, there's there's a lot of different um, things that uh, I feel that are down the road for me. Uh, I would like to write a novel, <laughs> uh, starting my own nonprofit organization for uh, the youth in my community back home. It's something that's kind of still being developed currently. And uh, yeah, I, I just want to make sure that I'm able to give back to my community and whatever platform I have uh, as an officer in the army or a potential professional athlete or businessman, entrepreneur, uh, whatever is in the cards for me, that I, I just make sure that whatever position I'm in, I make the most of it during that time and just try to be present. So I don't want to get too too far ahead of myself, but I definitely have some some big goals and aspirations down the line. But as of right now, I just, just focus on making sure I take care of my business um, as an officer. Certainly uh, a story to follow. And we really, Jordan, we really appreciate you hopping on tonight to tell us your story from, you know, Los Angeles area, California, the West Point, and now being a uh, uh, officer in, in Fort Benning. Uh, thanks, thanks so much for the time. And we'll, uh, we'll hopefully, hopefully have you back on. Maybe we could put your analyst hat on for a game or two. You know, we can, we can have you break down some plays for Army uh, once the season kicks off. You know, it's right around the corner, September 4th, right? Are you going to be able to go to that yes, game? Yes, sir. I'm going to be there at the Georgia State game. It's, a, it's a just about an hour uh, from here. And uh, uh, I actually have some family out here in Atlanta, in the Atlanta area. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that game and getting to support my guys and to, to see them out there as they continue to build their legacy now um, and just to exceed what we did, you know, and just to continue to let that grow. So I'll definitely be there out there at the first game right there in the stands. You got to find uh, Federica Daniels, Markel Broughton, uh, <laughs> Markel Broughton's mom. They're bringing the whole crew there to oh, yeah. you on. You're going to have to. Film. You, yeah, you'll hear you're here out there. Absolutely. And that's that's where Marco gets that energy from. It's it's just amazing. So it's it's going to be uh, a great experience. I'm looking forward to it next weekend. No doubt. It's like almost going to be like you never left. So so much for Army football, right? You can t get that one more game in, so to speak. Yes, so. sir. Absolutely. Won't be the last. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Jordan. Thanks for your time, and uh, we will, we'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me.